Rogers. <laughs> I love our theme music. It's nice. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat. This is Professor Casey, not in his Chelsea gear. He's still wearing blue. Uh, it's yeah, all still good. Still wearing blue. You it's know, all good. It's work. Work gets in the way of our fun. This is my man Aaron representing the Reds of Manchester United and the U.S. Dude, we, I, I tell you, this is this has been a, a better couple weeks for us. I mean, it, it, it's, been, it's been good. 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 It's been, all right, if you're speaking for Chelsea, then yeah, yes, yeah, you are you correct. <laughs> you are indeed correct okay. for that. He, I, may have I, over, mean, I may have overspoken. But, 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 let's just, let's just dive, dive into this thing, man. I'm telling you, I think that... I think that our teams may have had the spark that they needed. I think mm. I think both teams had the spark that they needed, and we'll see what happens because, oh, man. I mean, I don't know who you want to start with, but my God. The, you know, the things go Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And we can do that. Absolutely, we do, we do. And, and, and you know, I... I have to say that what you wrote down, you know, coming into the show, the, the Villa loss kind of had us down, and then we were able to pull one out against Brighton, um, which at the time, Brighton was playing pretty decent. They were playing very good football. Uh, not a team to take lightly. Yeah, not a team to take lightly. So we, 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 got, we got that one. Um, and then we had two away wins against teams that, quite frankly, if Chelsea was in the form that they needed to be in, then we should have had results like that. 2-0 um, mm -hmm. against Fulham, 4-1 against Burnley. You know, um, we didn't score a single goal in September. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I'm sorry, we did score one goal in September. That was the Brighton win. But um, scored one goal in September, and so far we have six goals in October, so that yeah. that gives us something to look forward to. Um, just some highlights, and then I want to I want to kind of you know bounce some stuff off of you. Mm -hmm. Some highlights that I saw, um, uh, you know, Nick Jackson, he's got to get in the weight room. I swear, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's he's got to he's got to put on some mass. But but he's he's starting to look a little more comfortable. Um, the guy put away a, a decent goal. He didn't strike it very well, but you know what? They, it still went in. I mean, and what is your mantra that you always say? You say, hey, you don't score goals that you don't take. You don't, right. right. You don't. I, I mean, I, it's a situation where when you are trying to build any sort of positivity, uh, especially after the kind of doldrums that you've gone through last yeah. season yeah. to start this season, any anything positive. I mean, Broya's goal. Well, was, I mean, he wasn't even shooting at that point. It, it, it was a tackle from a, Ream that, that yep. caromed off. But when things aren't going your way. That doesn't go in. That doesn't go in. Right, right. So you have to you, you have to start feeling, all right, we're maybe getting a little bit of the rub of the green now. Yes, and that's the other thing, too. Who would have thought that I'd be mentioning, you know, Armando Broa and, you know, Mudrick in, in the fact that I'm like, okay, they're starting to look pretty decent. Um, Mudrick took his goal nicely. He I, took I, his I've goal. been yes. critical, and no, I, 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 have too. I, I, I still, no. I, you know, 
grain of salt, it's a work in progress. So I think you know guys still aren't making some of the runs they need yes, to. There's a lack absolutely. of familiarity. Absolutely. But he got himself into a goal-scoring opportunity, yep. and he took it, and he had not been. No, you no. know, and and fluke as it was, I, I you know I I can tell you for a, a certain period of time, I was a striker, and you know you go through these periods where you feel like no matter how sweet you hit the ball, it's mm -hmm. going to hit the post. The goalie's going to save it. It's yeah. going to roll yeah. just wide. Yeah. And then you get one that bounces off your ass and goes into the goal, and suddenly <laughs> that that al that that, al that alleviates this you. whole this this churn that yeah. you've got going on yeah. and suddenly things begin to fall your way so hopefully that's what's happened for both of those guys. I, I really do hope so I mean that is the that is the moment that we were waiting for all last year if you remember for team Timo Werner it was like you know can Werner actually make a goal can he score and and finally we started to see Mudrick you know break through make some good runs the past couple games start to become implemented into the offense and lo and behold here's the guy who's scoring a a really nice goal and so I'm like okay you know what hey he was in the right place right time but for him that meant everything that meant everything and finally Raheem Sterling is shooting the ball rather than taking it to the end line and passing it back this is what this is what I love to see him do I love to see him start shooting the ball because it's starting to produce results and I'm like okay if we can keep that pressure up because now People have to not only look to Sterling to score, but now they have to start keeping their eye on Broya. They got to start keeping their eye on Jackson. And oh wow, look, Mudrick is now finally, I think, starting to get some traction. Here's the guy who I think has been solid throughout the whole thing. Enzo. I think Enzo has been solid throughout the whole thing. He's made some mistakes, absolutely. He's made some mistakes. But I really do think that he is a key component to controlling the midfield for us. I think that if Enzo is playing well, and if we allow Enzo to continue to just be free to be Enzo, I think that is going to pay off and give benefits to Chelsea down the road, man. I, I, I am not going to jump on the train yet. I'm going to kind of stay here and kind of just figure things out. But I do feel like the past three games has shown us that yes Chelsea is able to do the same thing that the you know the big six teams can do take care of teams that they're supposed to take care of and you know what sometimes you got to battle it out like they did with you know um, Brighton yeah and then other times it just seems like you know the goals just start coming uh, you know in, in droves like it did with Burnley so I think that what Pochettino is doing is starting to gain momentum. Now, here's the here's the rub. That was Fulham and Burnley. Yeah. We have Arsenal coming up, and then after Arsenal, is it Liverpool? We have no, not Liverpool. Who do we have? Oh, Bright, uh, uh, Brentford. Brentford. We have Arsenal and then Brentford coming up. Yeah, I'm not quite. I, I, and and I, they're both I, at the bridge. I, I, Arsenal is the one that is is the concerning. Yeah, okay, well, so Brentford. I, I will say this. I will say this. Even though Brentford is somewhat on a losing streak, I, I, I believe Thomas Frank is still a quality manager who will, who will rally his guys. Yes. And, 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 but this is the concern for a Chelsea fan. We're at the bridge. Mm -hmm. we, we need to have a good showing at the bridge. I, I, think I, I feel like a, a, a draw with Arsenal on current form yeah. and a win against Brentford is 
I, and I'm, I'm not saying shoot low. No. I, I'm not. No. But I, th I think to, I, first off, as players and a manager, you walk into that Arsenal match and you you are expecting to win. You play to win. Yes. But I think as fans and, and uh, people who are, uh, analyze the game, you look at it and say, right now, Arsenal's in a much better position. Yes. If Chelsea can keep them away from scoring goals, maybe Nick won like Arsenal did against yep. City at Absolutely. the weekend. Absolutely. But if that game ends 0-0 zero, zero, or 1-1, one, one, I don't think Chelsea fans are going to be too no, terribly upset no. so long as huge. that's followed by a building performance where you dominate possession, yes. dominate control of the game against Britford, yes. limit their abilities, and you walk away with a one nothing, 2 nothing kind of scoreline. Yes. That's where you begin building the, this sort of belief amongst the players and Absolutely. the fans in turn. So. And, and here's the thing. We're going to have to have those type of performances. Yes. We, we have to because come November, it, 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 it really gets hard. Um, we play, you know, the, in the FA Cup, we play uh, Blackburn in the fourth round. But then we have this three-game stretch. At Tottenham, we have Man City coming to the bridge and at Newcastle. If we can get, and this is the thing, I, this is what I'm saying. If we can get three points from those games, if we can get, you know, ties from those games, I really do feel like we are standing on pretty solid ground. If we get two points from those games, if we lose the city, okay, you know, it's city. If we get two points, I'm not con too concerned. If we can get one point from those three games, I think that still allows us to stay in the middle of the pack, having played probably three of the top six teams that are playing right now in the Premier, in Premier League. Mm -hmm. And I would be okay with that. I'm trying to be realistic here, Aaron, with, 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 with my predictions here. If we can get, like I said, best case scenario out of this, if we can get three points out of November, uh, I'm sorry, if we can get six points out of November, we've, we've got to beat Blackburn. I know it doesn't count for the you know, Premier League, but let's let, you know, I mean, let's just say it is points. If we can get a win versus Blackburn, Blackburn in three points for the rest of the matches in November, I will be a happy Chelsea fan. I really will. Because th that that's a hard road to row. To row. It really is. So, um, one last thing I will say is um, Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez. Well done on, um, you know, some of the clean sheets that you've gotten. Uh, the Burnley goal, it, it was a good goal. It was a good goal. I think he could have stopped it, but I, I think that it was just, it was, a, it was an excellent goal. Um, but he stopped several shots during that match um, that, quite frankly, he shouldn't have had to stop. And um, he showed his medal. He showed his medal for that match. So hats off to you. Um, Blues, I think we've got stuff to look at. Um, I, I'm, I'm, once again, I'm not ready to say we're, we're, we're on our way back, but I am ready to say we're seeing improvement. So there you go. That's what I have to say about it, man. What do you have to say? Like, uh, do, you're, you're familiar with this process anyway. I mean, because once again, man, yeah. you went through this process. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing the same kind of milestones being hit that Man U 
kind of hit a couple of years ago? I, I think the difficulty for me to answer that question comes in, I, I don't specifically know what Pochettino is really trying to go for yet. Mm, okay. I feel like he's been saddled with a variety of players that may or may not be fitting into exactly what he wants to do, okay. which every new manager comes in and has to deal with that. You, you get the last guy's stuff. You get some, some, some players that the owners just decided they wanted, depending on what club you're at. Yep. And then maybe some guys that you did want or some guys that approximate the players that you wanted. So I don't know specifically what it is Pochettino is trying to build just yet, but you can see incremental improvements in the performances. Yeah. The fact that they look, I, I feel like, you know, going down uh, early against Burnley six weeks ago might have flushed them. Yeah, I think they might have struggled, and and you know what they they got an own goal to get themselves back into the get game. Get back in the game. But from there, they took over. Palmer with the penalty kick. I, I, which, I, which we both were like, what? I, the I, I, really hell is going on? I, I really couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it from the standpoint that obviously there's question marks because yes. the last time we saw somebody step to, step up to take a penalty was Enzo, which yeah. normally uh. you're. I, look, I'm going to call him a defensive midfielder. I don't think he's truly a number eight, and I think that's a question mark, oh, and we can okay. have a different discussion yep, about yep, that. Yep, yep. But the fact that you've got Raheem Sterling, who I believe has taken a uh, penalty kick in the World Cup, yes, uh, certainly for England before, well, as well as a number of other just straight-up attacking players, yeah. and Enzo took it, and it was a very, very poor penalty that I oh, believe got bad. saved. It was so bad. So, you know, m maybe... Maybe uh, what, what uh, Cole Palmer? Maybe Palmer. He, maybe he's just the guy who won on Friday. Yeah. Right when yeah. you do the end of game penalty yeah, yeah. into 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 practice. Yeah. But he did end up stepping stepping up and and, and taking it, it and putting it away. Solid. And he walked away like I fucking meant to do that. Yes. And it really felt like that gave Chelsea a building block. Two to one. Suddenly they felt good about themselves. Right. Right. And I think from that point forward, uh, you know, again, grain of salt. It's Burnley, but right. The task in front of you was continue to dominate, create opportunities. They created two more opportunities and got goals out of it. Scores four to one, and you walk away from that and say, we are better off than we were before this yes. match, both yes. in terms of points and performance. Yep. We, we've put something together here. Do you think Do you think the England national team snub that Sterling got kind of put a fire underneath him? Do you, th do you think? Because here's the thing. You know as well as I do that when players are snubbed, they they, they, they take it personal. And, and they either fade away or they say, you know, fuck this. We're going we're gonna play like we know we can play and show out. Having not I mean, you know, I, I, there's a plateau for, for where my, my game went. So my ability no, to not, my in, in, no, you know, interpret Thing, things at this level and getting called up to your national team and stuff like that, it's hard for me to comprehend. What I can say is that if you feel like you've been performing well and someone doesn't recognize that or, or give you the appropriate props, then yeah, I can see it coming into play. At the same time, would you or Raheem Sterling himself say in the first six weeks of this season... I deserve to be called yeah. up to the English national nope. team. Now, now yep. the you're, world doesn't happen point. in a vacuum. Harry Maguire got called up. Well, 
So, uh, okay. so, so mm-hmm. it, 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 Gareth Southgate does have his players. But my point is, did Raheem Sterling use that as locker room fodder for himself? No. I think he's a professional and went out and said, I'm going to go out and, and play a game. I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm a full international, and I will simply begin playing the way and continue playing the way yeah. that needs to happen for me to be successful. And the other thing I think has happened is, other Chelsea players are finally figuring out what the hell Raheem Sterling can do, which is beat yes. his man to the inline every oh, time. Yeah. And I know you're like, I don't want him uh, no, doing that well, every no, time. I didn't say I didn't but, want him, but well, I, I just well, but here's the once thing. in a while. He's he's not a he's not a, a true striker. No, no, not at all. Not he at is all. an attacking player. So first and foremost, him beating his man and getting to the inline and creating goal scoring opportunities should be rewarded by other guys understanding by Mudrick and uh, Jackson Palmer and other now. attacking players yep. recognizing hey Raheem's gonna beat this dude I should probably be somewhere between the 12 and the 6 yeah. for the cutback because that's what he's gonna do and you get shots maybe some goals and then when Raheem beats a guy he doesn't have to go to the inline no. he can go you think I'm going to the inline I'm cutting in and I'm shooting and the fact that I'm not uh, Thierry Henry but I'm more of a I don't know who I, I I'm not a, I'm not a traditional goal scorer, but I can yes. score goals. And you've given me an open look at goal because we've sold you to the end line. Yes, that, those are the types of patterns of play, the the intuitiveness that comes with the players and learning. And early on, it was very clear that guys didn't know what he no. wanted. They were no. not in position for no, him. No, they weren't because no, he was the only bright spot in a but few early games. Once again, is it is it any coincidence that Cole Palmer is now performing? You know, having been a teammate of you know, Raheem Sterling. This is the kind of stuff that makes a difference. Yes. Guys, sometimes the best team you put on the field isn't just the best 11 players. It's the guys who gel the best yes. in the goal of being a team. Yep. And you see that. You, you, you know, I, I think we see now, especially, you know, over the last few years, Cristiano Ronaldo is on an island. And if he gets yes. the ball, he will score goals and do good things for your team. But... And I'm not saying he isn't a team player. I'm saying he doesn't fit into a typical team strategy and formation right now. Yep. Then you watch other guys who you wouldn't, won't ever go down in the annals of history uh, of being great goal scorers, but scored a lot because they were like, I know where you need me to be. I'm going to show up and you're going to cut that ball back because you and I have just this good enough understanding. Absolutely. And I think that's better for Chelsea right now. Because you don't have truly standout superstars, so you need to be building that squad. And then this time next year, Pochettino can look at this and go, you know what? Here's where we need to upgrade. Absolutely. Yes. We're, we're building the right things. I need a slightly better player in this position. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our uh, take on what's going on with the Blues camp. Now let's migrate, shall we, to the Red Devils camp. Now oh, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, you know, here's here's the thing I want to say. I want to say this. Um, I have never had a better time in my life than sitting here with my dear friend this past Saturday. And, 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 and may I say this? Like, both of us watching this Man U, Man U game at the end had, had, had a, some tears in our eyes because of... Once again, and I hate using this word over and over again, but the metal they showed, the fortitude they showed, sure. the you know the just the stick itness that they showed was was outstanding. And th- this is something that that is coached. 
it's something that's coached and it's Ten Hag and his it's just I, I believe that it is his just motivation and his um, coaching that allowed these guys to stay focused enough to say hey look we still have a shot let's do this and I believe I believe it was me that coined the phrase McTominay magic I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, as I said in the write-up, you know, football, bloody hell, as, as Fergie so, so, so famously said after the 99 final. But, I mean, it really applies. And it, and it applies, I, I think, in a lot of ways to Manchester United, to the, the fact that over the course of their history, they've had these games where they haven't been performing at the highest level. Yeah. They've not looked like the better team and yet figured out a way to dig out goals and dig out a win. So, to you know, it, it as they say, it's in the DNA of the club, but I think it goes a step further. I, I, I think there's, you know, something to be said for the fact that, um, and I, I, you know, I don't want to go too far with this because I'm not going to pretend he's going to be like world player of the year. No, but go ahead, go ahead. But the return of Johnny Evans. Mm, okay. so, somebody who came in okay. under Alex Ferguson okay. and played in some very, very good United teams and some poor ones, sure. but understood what it meant to be a Manchester United player, understands what it means to be a Manchester player. And Scott McTominay, who got signed as like a five-year-old or something ridiculous. <laughs> There's a picture of him as a little kid with Fergie. And, you know, he was rumored to be you know one of the first guys being sold during the transfer window. It didn't. It didn't happen. Other big clubs have have looked at oh him, and, and and he ended up not going. And now you've got somebody who comes off the bench. And look, I'm not sitting here saying Scott McTominay is now the savior of Manchester United. I'm saying Scott McTominay demonstrated the fortitude, mental toughness, and never give up attitude and belief in the badge that Manchester United has historically yes. stood for. And and. Yes, I, I'm, I'm a bleeding heart fan, and I do say that, but it's hard to look back at the history of this club and not acknowledge it. Yes. They've, they've done it multiple times. They've left it late multiple times. Is it concerning how they're playing early in these games? Yes and no. I mean, I've, I've watched a couple games recently where they were the be better, much better team for 20 oh, yeah. minutes yeah. and then got undone at the other team's first attack and, and fell apart. Yep. So there is something to be said about their continuity. Mm-hmm. Where is their leadership? Who do they look to to calm things down in this moment when when the players that they were relying on, Casemiro's not looking all that great. Not looking Varane's well. not on the field. Yep. Johnny Evans Garnacho and Harry Maguire have well. been calm heads well, in it, the face of a goalkeeper who apparently doesn't realize that his hands are meant to keep the ball well, no, out of the goal. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait. he's been poor. I, he, he's been poor, but he's also been brilliant at times. I, I, I do want to stick up for Onana a little bit here because we watched this match. He got one good save late. He, Brentford had several, several good shots that Onana stopped. And so, uh, you know, yes. Onana. 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 So, he, you know, I want, I want to give him some props. But here's the deal. I, I want to go back to the Scott McTominay discussion. Okay. I, it, this is just me, uh, you know, uh, I, as a casual outside observer of this club, this is the type of match, this Brentford match, this is the type of match that turns seasons around for clubs. It could. It could. And so I think that now, if you're Eric Tinhog, you know, you look at Bruno, 
and you say, hey, Bruno, I need you to keep doing what you're doing. But you also go to McTominay and say, hey, I need you to keep doing what you're doing. I need you to be the super sub coming off the bench. Do, does he keep him on the bench to become that kind of super sub that can come in and, and, and inject some energy? Because, once again, we know that guys coming off the bench, if they embrace that position coming off the bench, they can really produce some electrifying moments in a match late. And if you can keep it close, like like Man U does, Man U, I mean, literally over their last, let's see, I want to go back to, I want to go back to September. Over their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. Until late in the match, Man U has either been up by one or down by one. With McTominay playing the way he is, and you know, once again. Man U being able to manage a game, even if they get behind, this can turn this season around for Man U. This can get them some momentum that is very, very valuable going into the, the winter. Well, I, th I, I look at it in two different ways. I, I, I think the win itself can be a catalyst. It came at the right time. They actually played well against Galatasaray for long periods and then were undone by poor goalkeeping, and poor goalkeeping led to a very bad decision by Casemiro, who seems hell-bent on ruining all the goodwill <laughs> that he had from last season. Uh, he goes to ground way too easily. He never should have put himself in that situation. No, but no, he, he was in that have. situation originally because of the bad pass from Onana. Yeah. That said, um, you know, I don't, I don't think this earns Scott McTominay a start, but I also don't think we need to be looking at him as a super sub. I think what we mm. need to be looking at is, are we not putting people in the right positions formationally and on the field and, and and when i say that the distinction the distinction there is you line up a certain way yeah but then you want people re receiving the ball in certain places yep. on the field yep. we're going to pause Absolutely. real quick for our halftime thank you very much to our lovely returning claire who yes. just got back from thank france you. enjoying France. her 29th birthday yes 29th, yes. 29th birthday 29th. yes 29th. excellent yep. excellent for yep. yeah yep. so uh want to say a big shout out of course to chatham tap yep yep, yep and yep. uh I, just while we're here, I got a rainbow of colors in front of me. It's national coming out today. We support and love we are our uh, LGBTQ plus community. Are you safe. are safe uh, with us. We are allies. And uh, look, just because it's coming out day doesn't mean you have to. It's just an opportunity to say this is who I am. So when it's right for you, you do that, and we got your back. So and when you much do, love. come and have a shot of JMO with us. There you go. Or Jaeger. Or Jaeger. Mm. Oh Thank my. you. Big shout out to Chatham Tap. Uh, this weekend is the international break, uh, so games do not start as early. So they will be opening at 11 a.m. Saturday and Sunday yes. with the regular menu. So come in and get your fish and chips. Dude, the turbacon. The turbacon is, is really, really quite wonderful. spectacular. Those, those of you who are trying to watch some calories, the turbacon burger is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's it's solid. It is, it is very good. Um, it it definitely you're, you don't walk away going that was a turkey yeah burger. no 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 you're, you're, you don't you don't that, that, that's totally fine so, so today actually this week in uh civics class we've been talking about the uh american revolution oh so i think that it's time for us to maybe talk about you know there were two 
wars for the uh, in American independence. It was the revolution in the War of 1812. And I asked some of my students today. We hey, got much when was better music out of the yeah, War of 1812. Yeah, we did. We did. I said, hey, when was the War of 1812 fought? And, like, literally there were some people that were like, I'm not sure. It's like, man. Where was it fought? Yeah, what? <laughs> Canada. We invaded Canada. But anyway. Let's talk about our team, shall we? Yep. Um, you know, Burhalter has put together a, a squad coming into um, the Germany and the. Um, oh, we playing uh, Germany, Germany and Ghana. Ghana. And Germany ha is bringing a. Yeah, they're bringing their squad. I, I think they're probably leaving a couple guys at home that they could stand to bring. If you were saying this is going to be our World yeah, Cup squad, yeah. But they're not showing up with a B team by any stretch of the imagination, and, and, nor are we. And rightly so. We're, we're leaving a few strikers and, you know, uh, attackers out. But I think for the most part, we, we're pretty solid and they're pretty solid. So this will be a good match, I think. I um, am anxious. To well, I'm anxious to see the lineup Burhalter chooses to use. Uh, he's brought Reyna back in, mm -hmm. um, which is good to see that whole beef get squashed. I'd like, uh, you know, U.S. soccer to be able to move beyond that. That is good. But the bigger is issue is that Gio can't stay healthy. He, he struggled and, he, and he's played a very few minutes for Dortmund this season. And I'm glad he's been called in. But I tell you what, most other clubs, if this was a, an important player to them, I don't. I, I think, at a minimum, I bet he's got a minute restriction. Oh, I, so my, I imagine so. My so my question is, uh, you know, is he playing the first 60 minutes? Is he just coming on mm. for 30 minutes? That really impacts the kind of formation that we're going to kind of play. Uh, we're without Tyler Adams, who right. I, oh, right, I think right. when healthy is also going to be very oh, I, integral for us. Absolutely. But right now, I, I don't know how you argue with. Christian Pulisic, Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, and Timothy Weah are all just crushing it. Tim Ream yeah. is solid for Fulham right now. And that's the thing. I, I feel, um, once again, as a Chelsea fan, but also as a USA you know, fan, I, I felt sorry for Tim Ream on, on, on the first goal we scored against Fulham. Uh, it, it, it was it was unfortunate. He knew right away the mistake he, he had made, he and he actually did a great job to recover yes. and cut it out. And it's yes. unfortunate for him that it went as a goal. But th that's that's football, and you know what? Right. As a central defender at that level and at his age, I guarantee you he went. Well, that sucked. Let's move on. Let's move because on. Because that's that's the kind of player he is, and that's yes. what we need back there. Yes. And I'd like to give shout out to Matt Turner. I, I oh I, 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 man, I, it's he's a, lights out. I I I, I know everybody's like, oh, he's going to come through and be the number one R and just wasn't the case. But this man starts for a Premier League team that's fighting for their lives. Yes. He's going to be under pressure, and he's he's going to be looked at. And even if Forrest get relegated, so long as he had some good time in goal and, you know, look, if, if he wants to be loyal and stay with that club, to totally respect that. Absolutely. But this is this is an opportunity for people to look at him and go, wow, he's got a poor defense in front of him, but he makes some really, really good decisions. He makes some saves. His distribution is good. He's been playing well. And you know, let's let's take a punt on him. Maybe maybe he replaces, you know, somebody at at a, at a bigger club. Yeah, uh, I'd love to see that. I'd love us to get, to get back to you know, having a big American names in goal. Uh, you can call it a stereotype all you want, but look, we do use our hands for most of our sports over here, and, <laughs> yes, and our guys do. are pretty good at it. Yes. And I think Tim Howard goes down as an all-time great. So Absolutely. Uh, I, I would love it for Matt Turner, and I think we've got a really solid foundation. And if you know playing against Germany, playing against Ghana, we can bring in one or two of these other guys yep. that have been called in while a Tyler Adams is out, yep. while some of these other players are out. We can get you know maybe I, I don't know I. I, I I haven't seen the actual squad, so I don't know if 
Pepe, if 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 Jordan, if some of these other guys are in. Um, yeah. But it's a real opportunity to make a statement, not 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 internationally like, oh, we beat Germany. We've already beaten Germany before. Right. A statement of we are bringing it. We are we're yes. we're three years out, folks. We're less than three years out, yes. and we are going to show up with a team that's ready to shock the world. Here's what I'm excited about. As far as Matt Turner, once again, you know, being a being a keeper, keepers are in my heart, you know. And, and with Matt Turner, two one Arsenal beat Nottingham Forest. If you can keep your club in a right. game, right. that is huge. And right? the mad respect that the, all the Arsenal players showed him at the end of that game. Yes. They, they knew exactly what they were up against, he and they was, knew it was going to be difficult. And that was a tough game. It was amazing. But here's the thing. Man City, you know, at the Etihad, 2-0. They only scored two. And at this point, they still had Erling Holland on the team. He wasn't hurt yet. And so, you know what? The thing is, is that he can handle things. They beat Chelsea 1-0. And, and obviously, Chelsea was not in form yet. But still, to go into the bridge Agreed. and beat them, that's that's huge. Um, when Brentford was playing well, 1-1 draw. Um, you know, Crystal Palace, you know, 0-0. Nil, nil. So I'm like, you know what? He's He's playing well. Yeah, he's, he's doing no, a good job. But we should be very happy about him and yeah. plenty of other guys form going into this. Yeah. I think it's one of the few times that, uh, and and honestly, I want to stop saying this. We've had we've had guys playing for top level teams for several years now. Yes. But right now, we've got guys playing for some of the top teams straight across Europe, all the way across oh, Europe. Absolutely. Clubs that are perform. I mean, AC Milan's top of the table i believe and, and christian pulisic is, is scoring game winners and Eunice moose is setting him up yeah and you got weston and uh uh um uh, uh timothy holding it down at juventus yes right now you got tim ream i don't know where fulham is in the table but i know that he's the cornerstone of their defense oh, I, know, yeah. I know matt turner's the cornerstone of nottingham forest so We've got opportunities here. We, we've got Robinson. We've got Cameron Carter Vickers is back with Celtic now. That's a yeah. that's, that's huge. Um, right. Now, I, I just think there's a lot of positives. Once again, the striker position will probably be the question mark. So, be anxious to see who GGG starts there. Here's here's the. But we have we've, this is positive. Here's the interesting thing about right now. I think that Man U and Chelsea are trending up. I do think Fulham and Nottingham Forest are staying kind of stagnant, but right now, Man U's 10th, Chelsea's 11th, Fulham's 12th, Nottingham Forest is 13th. Uh, I mean, wow, I, I, that says a lot right there to I mean, me. I, 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 that, that's huge, and and you can be like super critical of the of Man U and sure, Chelsea being where sure. they are, and you should be. We we we're not happy about it, but the fact that we're talking about all these clubs in the same way and the players with playing. American players, uh, we we almost need to stop being shocked. We really oh, do. Oh, man, that's a great point. We, we need to that's stop being point, shocked dude. by this because yes. Christian's been doing this for a few years now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the, the, the look. He's no I, slouch. I, Let's I, put it that way. I don't know if he'd be doing this at Chelsea right now. And, right. And, and you, you can't look at it like that. But he's found a good place for him, at least mm -hmm. early this season. He's doing what you want to see. Yeah. And the best thing I heard was in the last camp, Weston saying, Christian's doing all the flicks and tricks and taking people on in a way that he wasn't toward the end of last season right. because his confidence was down. So yes. his confidence is up. When you've got a guy who, let's face it, I think he's borderline world-class, a total game-changer. I think so, too. And I, I think Weston 
Timothy, Eunice, and Tyler Adams oh my. are oh. also in that conversation. Oh, this is interesting. I missed halftime. Oh, so this it's is a, a, it's a double quarter time. Um, yeah. Okay. I love it. We this, our, this is why we, we celebrate them individually. Are we hobbits? Is this like second <laughs> also, breakfast? Also, second yes, breakfast. it's second breakfast. Uh, it's elevenses. Uh, elevenses. Let's all wish JoJo a happy, safe, and fun trip to Disney. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, huge Disney fan myself. She there is, you go. too. There you so, go. So uh, big cheers to that, and big I hope cheers. you guys have a great time. Cheers. She's taking off tomorrow. Yep, yep. And um, bring back some ears. Bring back some ears. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Yo. Gorsh. Wow. Okay, that's going to hit. Whoa, so, that's going to hit. Oh my God! I mean, I I think I think we need a strong performance against Germany. If it yes. ends up two to two, that's probably okay. Oh, yeah. I would like to turn around and beat Ghana. I'm not disrespecting Ghana. I'm not just at saying at not this at stage, I I I think they've aged out a bit. I've not seen who knew they've brought through. Yep. And we are one of the younger teams around with tons of experience. Yes. I think we should dominate that game. To be fair, we haven't. Dominated Concacaf. To be fair, we haven't dominated Concacaf in the way we need to. But if at the end of the day you go through the World Cup and it's 60-40 possession against you for the entire time, but you play in a World Cup final, I think you've done all right for yourself. I would agree. So with that, my friend. if if that's where the United States ends up being, no, look, no, nobody's mad that certain teams with high-level players have chosen to be counter-attacking teams. Right. So why is it a problem for the United States to say, you know what, we're going to concede this possession because when we hit you on the break, it's Christian running at one of your left backs. It's, yeah. it's Gio coming from deep. It's Eunice and Weston making mad-ass runs into the box. Right now it's working for West Ham. I mean, West Ham is notorious Absolutely. For just sitting back, letting you have oh, it. It's, they're, they're, they are the kings of sucker seven. punches right they now. They are seven. Right. I, Which, I've always had a soft spot for West Ham. I don't yeah. like their ownership group, but I've always yes. I, I had a soft spot for them, and especially David Moyes. I, David Moyes. I, not yeah. just the United thing. I liked him at Everton. I think he's a good manager. Yes. And I think we put way, way too much of a... Um, a price tag on this charisma and things like yes yeah we do have an expectation pep and jose and sir alex and and, yeah. and even vinger have these personalities david moy's personality is straightforward get the job done get the job done and i love it and he's and he's done it so that's awesome all right ladies and gentlemen so now what this has done is this has brought us to our hey aaron segment oh wait let's get the drunk crowd in hang on yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of, kind of, kind of high and drunk. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So, they all took a gummy. They <laughs> that this crowd? Yeah. There's a lot of people who took a gummy. They might have done a dab. I'm just saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So here it is for the Hey Aaron segment. Um, for those of you out here who have Netflix, uh, I have started watching the docu series named Beckham and it is um, it is really good really really good and that kind of inspired me for this hey Aaron segment to ask Aaron being one of the greatest Man U fans that I 
have ever known. What is your number one David Beckham moment? For me, it is absolutely 100% the goal he scored against Greece in 2001 on a free kick to take England uh, to the World Cup. It, it was, it's iconic in, in so many ways, but the fact that he not really, uh, first off, he played his heart out. He literally, if, if you can, go back and watch this game. The, the, the guy covers every blade of grass. He wears the captain's armband like it should be pinned to his heart. Uh, he's just everywhere. And they have to win. They have to win. This is a playoff because, ironically or coincidentally, check me, but he missed a penalty against Turkey in the final game of, I, I believe that's correct. I could be way off on this, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. Um, I might be conflating my, my, my timelines. Regardless, uh, the... Hey! Yeah, say hi. Hola. Hola. Hola, hola. We are multicultural here. Multicultural. So the fact that I, I, I can't remember the timeline. I could be way off. But, the, but this goal was definitely to send them to the World Cup in 2002. And he had missed several badly. And if you watch the replay, Teddy Sheringham walks up and says, hey, man. You've had your chances. It's my turn. And Beckham just looks at him like, no, man, I've dialed it in. And he proceeds to call up an absolutely pitch-perfect, game-winning free kick oh. from about 25 yards out. Oh. Iconic score. Iconic yep. Jesus pose. Yep. It, it, it's just it's seared in my memory. I was watching it live. It sent him to the World Cup. What more could you ask for? And... and that's who he was. He was a big game player. Yes. I, I remember at the time having friends who thought, oh, he's way overrated. He's all early social media. He's all hype. He's not this player. And the reality is you don't accidentally play for Manchester United and Real Madrid and AC Milan. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that it, is it's true, It's not friend. an accident. No. You no, go no. to these clubs because they see value in what you can provide, not just selling jerseys. The fact that if you get on the ball, score goals. Ronaldo and Zidane are on the end of that shit. Yes. At yes. AC Milan, Zlatan is on, oh. or not Zlatan, at PSG, Zlatan's the end of that yes. stuff. Cavani's on the end of that stuff. The, this man did something that very, very few players in the game have ever done. And he's, he's kind of the second coming of George Best. George Best is one of the original... Oh. Invoked a name right well, but, there. But George Best was one of the original like pop star athletes in Europe. That's a good point. It, it hadn't happened before. They didn't treat people like that. And Beckham came along, this handsome London kid with a sweet right foot, playing with a bunch of other homegrown Manchester lads. Dates a pop star. Yeah. Dresses funny. Yeah. Talks with a little, like he's almost Mike Tyson. He's got oh, this yeah. high pitch, kind of yeah. soft spoken yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's a killer. I, David yes. Beckham is an absolute ninja. He's a silent killer. Yeah. You don't expect this dude. And then he shows up and you're like, that? 
that happened? Yeah, that happened. Watch, go watch what? a 10-minute highlight reel of David Beckham megging dudes in the Spanish League. Watch him absolutely mugging guys in the Spanish League because they don't want any physical contact. What about when he was 17 years old, dude, and hitting a goal from mid fucking field like literally chipping the keeper that's the shit that's the shit that you that is, that, that's the shit you do at the end of practice just yes. to fuck around and yes. he you know he did it at the end of a game that they had won but i guarantee you if he'd have done that and it hadn't have gone anywhere near oh, goal he'd have they'd have chewed his ass out yeah. yep. but you know yep. what he scores that goal and they immediately pan to the bench and you've got eric Cantona and sir alex just clapping like, oh my going God. you know what we do have something special on our hands here and they had something special in so many positions, but he's a true United number seven. Yeah. And his goal against Greece will uh, 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 will be that will be on forever. top ten lists forever. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, man, if you have not started watching this, watch it. Beckham on Netflix. Netflix, if you would like to. I haven't started watching. No, it's okay. It's okay. I need but, to binge things, people. I think you know this Netflix about me. What's up? In Netflix, if you would like to you know, monetize us, we would definitely uh, love is that, that. Is that how this works? Uh, yeah, it's on okay, Netflix. Cool. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. So anyway, right. so that brings us to the hey, Aaron. Or no, 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 no. The Aaron's final words. Yes. Aaron's final words, uh, which is actually my favorite part of the, the, the show. Because once again, this is the beautiful sport. This is a beautiful game. And... Everything about it can transcend a lot of things. And um, I want to know what's on your heart tonight, man. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of shit going on in the world today. Um, and I just want to know what's going on with you, what you want to send us out with. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I think we're going to get on the Insta. We're going to get on the Insta We might tonight. get there. I, I think, think we'll get Let's see how long I take. Let's see how long you take. But but strap Aaron, in, fuckers. Yeah, Aaron's final words. Aaron's final segment. So, Aaron, what are you sending us out with tonight, man? You know, we're in an era, an age, of sound bites, of ten-word clips, of reductionism, of reducing complex concepts to very basic ideas in order to reach this 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 simple audience and to a certain extent i understand the desire to be like okay this is a very complex thing and i i i need to convey a lot of information to you in a very small amount of time but it's gone too far and the reality is complexity is integral to us as humans as a planet to our progress and we have got to stop being so simplistic. And here's what I mean by that. It is possible to hold two seemingly contradictory thoughts in mind and for both of them to be true. Here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I and that is, like say amen, by the way. That is, you can believe that Israel's policy mm in Gaza and the West Bank is discriminatory and unfair. Mm -hmm. And also that Hamas is a terrorist organization yes. that indiscriminately attacked women, children, 
people at a at a music festival. Yep. It is possible to hold the idea that Ukraine is maybe not uh, without corruption in its government, mm. but that providing them aid against a Russia bent on destroying NATO yes. is a good thing. Yes. We can hold the notion that our people, our own people, this country needs aid in many, many ways, mm -hmm. which certain people continue to vote against, but yes. they need aid in certain ways. We need infrastructure. We need better health care. We need better roads. We need better things. Mm. But that all it's also just as important to ensure that Russia doesn't invade the Ukraine. Yes, Ukraine, sir. my bad. And also that the Middle East has a stable democracy. Yes. It's possible to say that I don't agree with Israel's policies and acknowledge that what just occurred is horrific. Some bullshit. It's possible to say that police in America have one of the worst jobs, most disrespected, and what they deal with on a day-to-day -day basis yes. is terrible. Yes. And also acknowledge that they must do better in their interactions with people of color oh and that there is an endemic God. issue within policing in America yes. that is built on uh, superiority. Mm. It is possible to hold the notion that America is a beautiful, great beacon, a shining beacon on the shore, and that it must do better yes. in its dealings. Yes. It must be better with honoring the ideals of its institutions. James Baldwin, I'm going to paraphrase. Come on now. Said, okay, now. Come on. Said, I love this country. Yes. And therefore, I reserve the right to criticize it in yes. order to make it better at all costs. You better. It's possible to hold these dual, dual concepts in mind and not be compromising yourself yes. it's possible by the way it's possible to be a liberal and say you know what this was wrong yes yes israel is wrong in in how they treat some people but it was also equally as wrong for hamas and i'm not, and I'm not doing both sidesism here because i'm telling you that palestinians are not hamas and right. jews aren't israel oh my god can, okay. Can you say that again for the people in the Palestinians the are not Hamas and Jews are not Israel. What uh. their governments decide to do don't incriminate every person in that country. Yes. And you know what? That's rich coming from an American because I get it. I absolutely get it. But I'm also bearing my soul and saying, I got problems with this. Yes. I'm the first to say we're not doing it right. I'm the first to say, you know what? You have the right to say to to stand up, but I don't think it was the right time to fly a Palestinian flag outside your congressional office. Mm. I think it sends the wrong message, and you must do better with your messaging. Yes. So we have been given these upper higher functions as human beings. The ability to, to hold multiple thoughts in mind, to be able to discern different high-level philosophical concepts. And if we reduce everything to they're bad, they're good, those people deserve to die, blah, 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 then we are simple-ass creatures, and we must absolutely do better, or we are lost as a species. My God. Dude, like, like seriously, I, just uh, it's absolutely fucking amazing. Um, I love 
love, love you. I just I love you. I love you, man. And I just I I've got nothing else to say. National coming out day. <laughs> LGBTQ plus community, we got your back. We love, love you. you. Love you. People of color, we love you. Yes. White people, we love you. What? Let's all Absolutely. just do better and acknowledge that you can you can have an issue with somebody's lifestyle and still acknowledge that they deserve the same basic human rights and dignity that you never have had to worry about in your entire life. That's it. That's it. So Wait. you know what? Thank you for tuning in. Yes. I'm never going to stop doing this, by the way. Ever. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you dig it, awesome. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Yes. All that online shit. If you don't, hey, man, hit me up in the DMs, and we'll have a fucking chat about it. Exactly. Because better to have a beer. We're closer than yes. we are apart most of the time. Hashtag say gay. Hashtag black people vote. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is me, Evan, and my best friend, Aaron, coming at you tonight from Chad and Pat Fishers. We love you. Peace out.